Listen, no. I'm not gonna have her behind. Whoopi Goldberg was was hot. She was hot in um Sister Act. Sister, she was beautiful. She was. She wasn't ghost. She was. She was one of the main characters. I know. We should run. Yeah, but but she can't be behind me. Iconic. Whoopi is not gonna be behind me. Bless Whoopi. Give her a shout out. Shout out to Whoopi. Speak your mind. The rest will follow. Yo, 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 welcome back. Episode three, Speak Your Mind, sis. I'm Gladira. So happy to be here. It's your girl, B, co-hosting Speak Your Mind, sis. We're excited to be here today. Yes. And on episode three, we have a lovely guest with us, Jackie Richardson. Hey, girl. Hey, girls. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This is a really unique opportunity that like, I mean, I've never done anything like this before. So I'm thrilled to be here right now. Well, girl, you're going to be able to speak your mind. I mean, I do that. And the rest will follow. I like that. I like that. (laughs) So y'all, today's show is about art, inspiration, and black woman artistry. So... We have my girl here, Jackie. Jackie's an artist. And I w- we want to know all about being an artist, being an artist in Ithaca, being an artist and an educator, what that is all about. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, my God. Who gosh. is Jackie? Who is Jackie? Like, if you were to just take away, like, the job and stuff and things like that. Jackie is a passionate people person. She loves good conversation. Goofy, silly, will get dressed up, loves to like shine and wear makeup, but will will come with an ugly ass face uh, just for the thrill of it. Like just to be like, what? You didn't know beauty can be silly AF. And uh, so I'm a goof at heart. Um, I like to crack jokes and be silly. Um, like I said, like I love people. I'm a straight up people lover. I try to find the good in, in most people, even though, you know, nowadays it can be kind of hard. But uh, I, I do. I look for the, the silver lining or the gold lining because I'm all about the gold. And Ooh, uh, yeah, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Y'all I ain't never been in a fight before. I've never laid hands to someone. So that should say a lot about who Jackie is. Like I use, I definitely use my, my intellect to, to guide me and, you know, definitely my heart for sure. But, you know, that's Jackie. So it's very interesting that you said you've never been in a fight. You're a lover, not a hater. What type of artist are you? Hmm. Right. Like that's an evolution. That's been an evolution. So the kind of artist that I am today is not the kind of artist that I was when I was in college or, or in between college and today. Um, you know, I, I've evolved as my life has evolved as an artist. And in fact, I didn't always see myself as an artist as many artists don't always, right? I didn't have uh, the classical traditional training that many um, artists do who actually go to college for it, go to an art school for it. Um, my, I would have to say the kind of artist that I am is very much so like reflected um, by like my my mom and the way that like I learned about art, which was through just the process of making things and sitting down in a quiet space um, at the kitchen table while my mom was cooking and we had an open kitchen so I could see her while she was cooking and still like make things. And she would just set out different materials for me to like kind of occupy my mind and I would go in deep. And so like that is very much still part of 
of my process is I'm at a table. Um, sometimes it's quiet or I have like real chill music or like jazz or like lo-fi, you know, playing something that just has kind of like continuous, but like, like not nothing too intense. And I have, I would either go in on drawing, um, or like watercolor when I was a little bit younger. So I started there. Um, I, used to love hey now this is how it starts I used to love play-doh right and I used to just go in and my mom would just set out like a tray of like different colored play-doh and just Mm -hmm. I would just go at it she'd say you know like make things that that you see around and uh, I would I would literally start making so that's kind of that's kind of part of the process now that I have is like I, I sit down I might have ideas that I'm thinking about or um, things that I've thought about or seen kind of in my mind's eye. And, you know, I, I'm constantly like taking things that I observe, just like I did in that kitchen with my mom. I would be watching her cook and make things and assemble things. And how she moved through the process of cooking was very similar in, in many ways, like most makers, um, you know, like the, it's process and labor, um, you know, intensive. And then you get to an end product. And so that was that, like just watching that and that being the space that I started to make in. I didn't really see myself as an artist until I, well after I started teaching art. So I had gone to um, undergrad actually for sociology and anthropology. Mm -hmm. And that, right, that just, that was all about the world and culture. So I learned a lot of, different you know different things about different people in different places and that piqued my interest I know you kind of touched on the question about your path to artistry and would you say your mom was like an inspiration to that and how you like grew up in the art realm mm-hmm. 100% yeah so mom was also like one of these people that was intensely creative and kind of like an abstract thinker thinking outside of the box and she like so she painted and would use oils and she had some had like developed some drawing skills just by drawing she would draw my portrait when I sat and these were beautiful um, pencil drawings and she would also paint um, landscapes um, and with with oil and it was really it was she was self-taught and the work was beautiful and so I would watch her almost in amazement and um like I said, she always encouraged me to make art. So and so I grew up learning that that was important, right, to make things. Um, and my mom, much like myself, like, you know, like loves to cook. And so we're makers. And so, yeah, my mom was a complete inspiration. And often kids um, mirror, right, what, what they're seeing. And my mom had, like, valued making things and making beautiful things. That's that's very, um, I feel like the inspiration that we have from our, our childhood growing up, the type of community we're around um, mm-hmm. can really inspire or mold the person we are. And so as you're talking, um, I, I was thinking of th- the beauty of, of how black women have been able to, to make beautiful things. Um, to gather in community, how do you how do you get yourself to a place where you're inspired, where you find balance, where you're in that mode of I'm going to make? That's a great question. Um, so for me, um, generally, I respond to some type of stimulus, right, or some type of provocation, um, and uh, it could be an idea or you know like a, a thought or someone's asked me a question, or I've seen something. And so generally speaking, when I make something, it is almost, it is almost an answer or like, or a call to an idea, a response to something. And it, it has varied over time. So um, here's a, here's a great one from childhood, like that I think I should share, which is really interesting, right? So like, we don't always see ourselves as artists. Um, and, uh, there was a time when I was in about maybe like fourth, third or fourth grade. And I, I was really bored at school. I just remember being really bored and we used to have desks that, right. Like they weren't just like tabletops that had the attached chair. They were, they were chairs that were separate of the desk. And then there was like, like almost like a space shelf cubby hole inside underneath the top tabletop. 
And I would literally collect things on the way to school that inspired me. And it could be like a ginkgo leaf because I would see these beautiful, magical ginkgo leaves. Now, I don't know if you know what like a ginkgo leaf is. I'm sure like a lot of people have seen it and didn't necessarily know. Um, they are like these really beautiful fan-shaped leaves. And they have uh, like little lobes on them where there's sometimes like a V kind of notched out of it. And they're like what would almost like an earlobe, right? And um, I would find them on the ground, particularly in the fall when they had turned golden. They were just mm -hmm. beautiful yellow. Mm. And it would be on my way to school and I would just like gather them up. And then, and I would take them to school and then I would put them in my desk and then I would have like the glue stick and like paper inside my desk and like the teacher would be teaching and I was like assembling ginkgo leaves on paper, y'all. And then I'd be shaving my pencils and taking the pencil shaving that was like almost like in a shape of like a skirt. And I, I would start to recognize like, you know, shapes because I'm like a third grade, right? And then I would like glue and make image images from those those basic shapes and Ooh. then I would draw so I would do a lot of women with skirts and the the leaf would be the skirt part right and then I would draw the top of the body and the legs coming out from underneath the leaves so what kids like, what kids be like Jackie not paying attention no 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 because because <laughs> to be honest I don't think they were either they were like in their own world and I was I sat mm. in the back and I was I had a whole world in there you know of different things that I collected. And so like inspiring, right, is is for me responding to so that's that stimulus for me was was nature, right? Like I was responding to this. Um, and yeah, a little bit of boredom, like I my mind needed to be entertained in a way that school wasn't cutting it for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I and being a resourceful and an intelligent child that maybe perhaps, you know, was kind of flying under the radar, found found that in the desk in this little space that was all mine and I got to just create things that were important to me and so that's the same kind of thing even now that inspiration mm -hmm. is like what am I responding to and so often it's like my my heritage that I respond to or some or a question about my heritage you know there's all these questions because you know our, our my people our people um you know, through the African diaspora, like there's so many questions that we have. And so I often respond to that in, you know, visually and, and uh, through imagery. Wow. Jackie, I'm sorry. That was deep. Like, I feel like I was going in like a different, like, like space and world just now as you was, was like explaining that. You were in my desk with me. Yes. <laughs> I, I could really picture the shavings of the pencils and the shape it was making. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I think now about art and art in school. So, you know, how, how do you feel? You're an educator. So as you describe, you know, the, the, the ways that you would become engaged, you know, it's very connected to nature. How, how do you feel like, um, how, how is art an important part of a child's education? It's a really beautiful and, and wonderful question. I'm so glad you asked that question. Um, and, you know, I've, I have answered this before, like, you know, if one person has asked me, but never to an audience. And so um, for myself, and I think for a lot of people who find their way to the arts, however they find their way, um, art holds uh, almost like it's, it's validation of things that you may have been told are not important or you may have felt are not important or they can be a validation of yourself. So it's about you almost like you're making something that's almost a mirror. It's like uh, like a self-portrait without looking like yourself. It's it's your thoughts, your ideas and like how how they are coming through onto your paper, your canvas or or through a three dimensional sculpture. Well, you know, it's it's you're putting part of yourself in that work. Um, and that's important um, in an institution, you know, in, in institutional education, because that isn't happening very often. Um, students, uh, including myself, through my own education, what I was learning had nothing to do with me. It was about, um, you know, literally, I'm a vessel and your teacher's at the front and filling me up with um, what 
they determined was knowledge, what they determined was important. Um, and while much of it was like, yeah, you need to have, you know, math skills and reading skills. But to be honest, I didn't learn how to read in school. My mom taught me how to read. Um, math was a struggle for me. I, I Math came through like everyday practice and, and, you know, counting change with my parents when they took me to the store. Um, I mean, like in the beginnings, that is, right? And so art, um, and while all of those things are super important, and I don't want to like, you know, negate their importance in education, um, because you have to have those foundational skills. Um, it is the arts and other electives are so important because they kind of nourish us, they feed us things that like we aren't learning, and we aren't told are important. It's literally telling like a visual check of like, hey, you are important, your ideas are important, what you think is important, um, and what you can make is important. Um, and it's about relevance, like, how, how is this meaningful to you as a student? And that, that all all subject areas should be asking that and should be having opportunities. Many teachers are starting to make that shift, but there's many that haven't yet. I'm not just talking about like in our district, I'm talking about like nationwide, right? How is this relevant to students learning their knowledge, their sense of self, their growth? And art, because it transcends through time periods, is most certainly a story of how human we are, where we overlap, where we connect and where we don't. That is so important in education. Um, without that, it's just useless. Not useless, but it's just, um, it's not as, a, as applicable. Art, art can be applied, right? And when we know that when something is applied, it becomes ultimately and intimately and instantly more useful. The application of something makes it more real, more concrete for us. So, yeah. Can we get an applause in the background just for just some... That was dope. Yeah. Oh. I oh, want right. you to be right, my yeah. teacher. Oh, thank you. I mean, you're my teacher. We're all each other's teachers. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you are an art teacher, correct? Yes. yes. And how long have you taught art? Wow. Okay. So, um, I have been, I've taught art about 15 years. Um, mm -hmm. And I taught in Ithaca for a, quite, a, quite a bit of that time. Um, like 13 years of that time. Wow. Shout out to 13 years. Mm -hmm. That's a long time to mm -hmm. be dedicated to mm -hmm. the students that you, you serve and teach every day. Speaking of that, like with your students, right? What are some different ways that you like, I know teach, like students learn differently. How do you like teach students on those different levels in the classroom? Right. That makes so sense. It most certainly does. Um, and again, that is like the beauty of teaching art. But in reality, um, it's it's within anything that you teach. Right. So how do I do it? Um, I slow down. Um, I slow down with the students and I'm I'm I was I am grateful and I'm blessed in a sense that I taught a subject that wasn't tied to a high stakes test which puts a lot of pressure on teachers to um, teach very specific content in mm -hmm. a very specific amount of time. In art, I, I could slow down with students and really get to know them, and that was part of it. So, you know, building that connection and learning who that kid is, what what uh, is valuable mm -hmm. to them, mm -hmm. um, and hearing their story. So I would have assignments where really they were just – um, you know, first there's conversation, they got to get to know each other, right? Mm -hmm. And so getting to know each other helps create that classroom community. And once you have like established a classroom community where kids feel safe, you really get to hear and pick up um, on the nuances of each kid. Mm -hmm. So you, it's like you're you're paying attention, it's slow, you're it's like genuine getting to know someone. And then you have to see, you know, you give assignments that like, are, I want to say it's an easy is not the correct term. It's just that it's, a, it's an assignment that is really approachable. 
um, and is uh, has enough structure in it, but not too much structure so that you get like, uh, you know, carbon copies of, you know, every kid's making the same thing that looks the same for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it has enough structure for the kid to say, okay, this is kind of what I what I have to do. Um, I kind of I see it, I get it. Um, but can I do this? Or I'm going to do this. And so they can put in parts of themselves and start to like, like alter it, right? It's kind of like learning, you know, your rules, once you know, the rules, you can break them. It's very much like that. Oh, okay. And so you you meet kids right where they are. And, and, and that's like differentiated instruction. That's what that means is, okay, I see what what this kid is really good at. And we're going to build on that. Mm -hmm. And then um, if there's a skill that I want that I think is going to be necessary for you to learn, or I want you to learn for the next thing that we're going to do, you know, so that, you know, there's like some skill progression, then we're going to work on this skill. But you working on the skill still is about you like exploring materials. It's about you putting your own thoughts and ideas into this particular piece. So that's that's um, how I how I would approach teaching kids at different levels. And then also like not having the expectation of anything like that this work is going to look like this at the end. Like, no, this is this kid's work and their work is going to develop and, and they're going to go through a literal journey as they make this work. They might get frustrated, right? And so like as a teacher, your goal is to slow, even slow them down um, and and recognize the positive things that they're doing and then mm. give them useful, not harmful feedback, feedback that's neutral, um, but also so that like you're conveying like okay here's what you could you could try this or you could try this or what if you try this and then so you're making suggestions but at no point are you saying you need to do this next mm -hmm. right and so mm -hmm. the kids like kind of the wheels start turning or, or what happens if you try this right um and so they're starting to do like like the that the more heavier lifting of developing their own work and moving through their own process and emphasizing process is important. You know, mm -hmm. how you get there, the journey that you took is way more important than the product um, when you're beginning making art. Thank you, Jackie. Yeah. You're, so, a, you're a professional, Jackie, yeah. over there. Well, listen, I try. Looking good in your green, girl. Okay, because that's one of my favorites, <laughs> but purple trumps green, okay? <laughs> now, Jackie, you, you touched on identity. Mm -hmm. You touched on... Reading, you mentioned reading. Uh, you mentioned math, how mm. you learn math. Mm. Um, and so historically, as um, as black women, as you know, I'm um, Afro-Latina, um, as, as people of color, there's certain things that have been left out in our educational journey or continues to be left out. Um, and so you talked about being able to identify with what you're doing. There's, there's a connection, right? How would you connect art to other subjects? You know, we're talking to, to our audience and there's art teachers out there that are saying, oh man, how, how do I be culturally responsive? How do I present to my students in a way that is anti-racist, and also is, is identity building, identity supporting. How, how do you connect art to other subjects in a way that is really, you know, as you said, is going to um, allow students to feel connected with what they're doing and why they're there, why, why they're in a, in a classroom. Yeah, and sorry that was long, but no, I, I I just feel like it's 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 something that that people need to hear about, um, and I feel like you're you're an awesome educator, and your work is really in in um, allowing students to be able to identify to see themselves and be seen. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So. Um that's a layered, layered question. So yes, I'll do sorry. my best. No, don't <laughs> apologize. I think it's a really, it's, again, these are great questions. Um, so, right, I had already mentioned how important it is to get to know your students, right? And to build a sense of community in um, your classroom. Community is important. 
so important. And, um, you know, so kids feel safe to make mistakes, right? So that's part of like that, that community building that has to happen. And then I think it's so important. Um, and, and again, I think like Ithaca and I will, I'm going to, I'm going to like, I'm going to shout out Ithaca a little bit. Um, I think that we are moving in the direction where many, um, educators, if they haven't already, um, are looking at like their curriculum materials, right. And kind of like with a raised eyebrow, like where, where, where are these materials coming from? Who is the, the dominant voice of these materials? Um, and so what I have done, um, you know, throughout my years of teaching, um, and I didn't always do this in the beginning, um, in the very, very beginning when, you know, you're just, you're just trying to like, you know, do crowd control, um, and mm. figure out how do I reach these kids and have them like really like listen. Um, cause you're very much so on a stage as an, as an educator, as a teacher in a room, you are, you are like an actor, right. And you're there to like grab their attention and hold it until they go off and start doing their own work. So the importance of the materials you're choosing as an educator for your classroom so cannot be underestimated. Um, you know, I would introduce various artists from various and diverse backgrounds, really, throughout time. Very often in... Um, you know, in my art education, and I think probably I can generalize a little here, we've heard about Van Gogh, we've heard about uh, Da Vinci, we've heard about Picasso, we've heard about a very white male dominated um, art world. Mm -hmm. We don't hear about the Romare Bearden as much. We don't hear about Faith Ringgold. We don't hear about the Kara Walkers and, um, and or the Lorna Simpsons or, or the Candy Wileys. I mean, I could go on and on, or the Ooh. Basquiat, right? We don't hear necessarily a lot about them and um and those are just to name a few um you know persons of color there's so many the Frida Kahlo like I didn't know anything about Frida I'd never heard of Frida until I saw uh the movie um I think it was by Julie Tamor was the director of that of that movie who she also had done some other uh, other films that are very um like almost like a play um and uh it was so powerful, so interesting, so visual um, that I, I wanted to know more about her, right? But I, I didn't get that. So I think that that showing um, and and is like the first step. Like here are all of these wonderful artists, and I'm going to tie this to all of the different. Um, and I, I you can tie art is one of those things that threads through the fabric of human existence. And so it's it's very easy, um, you know, through art history to tie into all the different fields, science, math, uh, you know, obviously social studies, I mean, um, writers, it's it's not hard at all. Um, the, the work in it is finding um, artists that also, that are making, um, that, that have, that speak um, loudly or speak through their work and present that to the students. Find the artists that like you can thread a connection to their lives. So like uh, an artist like Kehinde Wiley, right? And um, if you don't know who Kehinde Wiley is, and um, you 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 gotta you gotta look him up. Look him up yes. right now. Yeah, look Google. Him up. Um, he was the artist who did the portrait of Obama, um, and uh, but he had done a lot of work before, and uh, you know I think if I'm correct he had work at the um, I want to say at the Schoenberg, um, but I know various uh, you know has various art collections out there. Um, his work is you know takes people who are everyday people on the streets. In, in New York City, for instance, um, and, um, you know, people that you might see as neighbors, you're just regular people who are people of color. And he flips the script by painting them in these very regal, 
positions where they're, you know, they, they have, you know, their head is angled up. Um, you know, they have these very regal and almost like royal positionings in terms of their sitting or their stance. And um, the clothing is, is the clothing that they wear, but it, it is the way that he paints it with the pops of color and the gold um, that make the, the clothing, the hip hop or the urban or street inspired clothing look regal as well. And then he paints them in these backgrounds that look like stained glass, but it's painting. You have to get up close and you see that they're like beautiful vines and leaves and flowers. And I mean, it's intense. It's beautiful. That's a connection that you can make to our kids so easily. How many kids, I mean, if you had seen you know, they, they can identify like, oh, that looks like my uncle. You know, that's my uncle, uh, you know, Joe that's up in uncle that. Tyrone. You know? Yeah, that's right. That's Tyrone right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's that's I that's around that. the way girl. You know, that's someone we know. Um, and and around it's like a mirror. Yeah. So it's a mirror and uh, connecting artists throughout the different genres, throughout the different time periods and presenting all the all of the artists that have been unheard mm. um, and presenting their stories to get kids to tell their stories. Mm. That's key. That's key. It's dope. Super dope. All right, Jackie, we're going to switch up, all right? Cool, cool. We're going to take you from educator Jackie oh, Lord. to artista Jackie, <laughs> taking you a little way from, you know, that that artist, that free flow artist. And I got a question for you. All right. Because I am a fan of the movie Ghost. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that uh, iconic scene. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Patrick Swayze because he was mm-hmm. fine. Ooh. I just want to say. And, you know, so. Yeah, fine, Patrick Swayze. So there's that iconic scene where Mm -hmm. him and Demi Moore, Demi Moore, right? Mm -hmm. Demi Moore. Demi Moore. Demi Moore Mm -hmm. are like on the wheel. And you're going to have to walk us through this because I don't know the the terminology. Okay. But he's on the wheel with the clay, right? Mm -hmm. And she's on the wheel with the clay. They're both on the wheel with the clay. Mm -hmm. They are together. They are one. It's a very sexy scene. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Mm. So my question to you is, mm-hmm. what would your black version of Ghost be like? For that scene. For that scene. Mm. Yes, that scene. Like, walk us through. If if you, Jackie, Jackie the Artista. Like, if you <laughs> produced the movie, right? Yes. What you, would the black, who would be in those, in that position Mm. All right. I, th- I think Jackie, her face was like, I will be there. And mm-hmm. who would you be with? Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. what would be happening? Because a lot was happening. I had so many um, visions just then. As okay, tell us, tell us. Walk us through it. Walk us through it, you know. Ooh, okay. So, mm. all right. First, let of me all, put a little disclaimer here. Yeah, this is for, um, for everyone listening. If you got this um, on and your eight year old is around, nine year old is around, send them to bed or. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, t- it's just time. It's time for grown folk time. It's grown folk time because Jackie time. gonna walk us through ghosts. Okay. And who is your Patrick Swayze? All right, hold on now. So um, I'm just gonna take a little, sh- little shit. Yes, this yes. Real quick. Yo, on, you okay. know, y'all know the our listeners is- here. We got our champagne. Mm-hmm. All right. Shout out to Cupcake Vineyards. Yo, y'all show up for us. Prosecco. Speak your mind. Yes. Cupcake Vineyards Prosecco, product of Italy. If you have not had a glass, please go enjoy a glass of Prosecco Cupcake Vineyards. Thank you. Now back to our regularly scheduled You show. are a trip, Coral. You are a trip. <laughs> look, look. Cupcake, you, you're doing me it. good. All right. It is. All it's right, doing me right. good, too. Okay. That's right. Mm-hmm. Let me have a sip. Okay. So let me paint a picture, y'all. Everybody close their eyes, okay? Ooh. So... If this were me, okay, and I'm Demi Moore, but I'm Jackie Moore. I'm more of Jackie, okay? More of Jackie. Jackie. You better know it. First of all, the windows are open. Okay, so I'm in a and I'm in a room that has like a whole lot of light, natural light with plants in it. Okay, I got my incense burning. Okay. Mm, Maybe a little frankincense in the background. I got my I got my glass of of my uh, 
adult libation. Okay, poured in, poured in a little glass, set off to the side. I'm at my wheel. Okay, and uh, I've got my beautiful. Uh, maybe I got my terracotta. Ooh. Okay, I got terracotta clay. Terracotta is a a red, soft, silty clay that, like, when it's in your hands, it feels like butter it just slides through terracotta terracotta okay and it's the color of rust of Mm. red deep orange georgia soil okay all right Mm. high iron oxide content in terracotta all right the windows are open it's warm outside y'all and the curtains are sheer and white blowing in okay and you know what i'm i am fast at work i've got that terracotta on the wheels centered okay and for those of you who don't know what centering is it's when you put the clay right in the center of the wheel and as you're accelerating by pressing your foot on the pedal the acceleration pedal and you're using water as a lubrication yes the clay is spinning between your hands like a record player spins on a record excuse me a record spins on a record player okay and it just spins and it's centered and there's no blips there's no bumps it just glides smooths now you have to apply a little pressure Mm, shout out to Ari Linux you gotta apply a little bit of pressure (laughs) okay just to get it and keep it in the center and that's all about your body pushing into it and using your body mechanics and uh, you know sitting correctly so you can apply the appropriate amount of pressure to keep that clay in the center and then your hands dip into the bucket using warm water because cold just ain't right okay and then you insert your thumbs back together to to insert oh yeah insert Insert your hands your thumbs straight into the center that's called opening and then you open the clay by spreading your thumbs apart, which creates the opening of the vessel that you haven't formed yet, okay? And then you put your left hand on the inside of that opening at the very, very bottom. Okay, but now you can't go all the way down because then you'll rip a hole in it. So then you, your other hand works in tandem together, connected, mm. so you have your two thumbs touching, almost like your hands were little, little lobster crab. Okay, all right, and so you are applying pressure at the base, that's right, the base of that clay, one hand on the inside, one hand mirroring on the outside, and as the clay is spinning through your hands, you quickly remove your right hand, you grab your sponge, you sprinkle a little bit of water on it to keep it nice, lubricated, and hydrated, and then... You don't want it to be dry. You don't, it can't be dry, friction is not your friend here, and y'all know, all right, and then you squeeze, yes... It's a squeeze. And if you squeeze too much, it's going to hurt the clay and it's going to rip into your hands. We don't want that. Mm -hmm. So you apply gentle pressure until you get the sense. And as you're applying the pressure, the clay is spinning through and you're lifting your hands incrementally up, steady, not applying any more pressure. And that actually lifts the clay. And that's the process. Now, who's behind me helping me guide me through this? Okay, that that could only be one of well, maybe two people. Now one now, and this is gonna get a little taboo. Okay, so okay. so we're okay. gonna we're gonna roll it back to when he wasn't married, Idris Alba. Okay, because he's got a beautiful sister. Yes, girl. Jesus. Why? What? Yes. Well, because uh, he's we are in sync. Because okay. I was thinking dark yeah. chocolate, mm-hmm. dark chocolate, and strong. Okay, but he's a married man now, and I don't roll like that. So I'm just saying, back in the day, maybe a few years before, that would have been that would have been the one. Now, and his wife is a dope. She's beautiful. She's a sister woman, which is why I'm not. B B B. Black boss babe. Mm -hmm. That is one right there. Be beautiful. Yes. Okay. But for right now, Sabrina, we just gonna we're just gonna borrow his imagery. We're gonna borrow his imagery, okay? Because you got a great black. Brother, bro, bro, brother, and yeah. and he got a beautiful <laughs> sister, right? Okay, yes, smart, yes, intelligent. Yeah. So we just gonna borrow him, right, Sabrina, just, just for a second, just, just for a second. Bit, okay. So All right. that's who's behind me, or mm. <clears throat> excuse me, who you got, Jackie? Or D'Angelo. D'Angelo. Ooh. Yes. Okay. I wasn't expecting that one. Yes. Okay. Boom, boom. Okay. Um. Boom. 
Exactly. See, it took you a minute, but now you you remember D'Angelo. My lady. Yeah. He's by me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's oh. what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, y'all want to hear okay. the vocals. <clears throat> well, I mean, you had me right there, okay? So he's behind you or okay. me, right? Okay. Cause, cause that's a good vibe, in, though. We already got the that. soundtrack, too. Thank you, you see? You were and kicking he's, it. He's mm-hmm. got them, them pants on. I don't, I don't even know. With the cornrows? Yes, girl, okay? Oh, shoot. And. <laughs> All right now, Jackie. Okay. You, okay. you came Did through on that one. That was I a good visual. Yes, you came through. Okay. All right. All right. So we. Thank you, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Man, A, you know, y'all directors out there, producers, y'all got to come out with a black ghost. All right? I'm going to be waiting. I'm sure Idris Elba will take it on. Idris. Idris. Mm-hmm. Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. Yo. Let's get it. All right? I'm just saying the sound. Watch. It's going to come up. Yo, shout out to Whoopi in that movie, yo, because she's, yo, she is a BBB that made that movie the sauciness it was, yo. Whoopi went hard. What y'all think? Whoopi was the bomb. Listen, Patrick, she was like Patrick's, like, go-to person. Like, she really also made that movie dope. Yeah, she was con- so convincing as a medium, right? Like there's that scene when she's at the table and everybody's jumping into her and like, I don't know, some some large, you know, uh, man jumps into her and she could like feel how nasty he was. And like you felt how nasty he was <laughs> up in her body, the way she, you know, just uh, like moved and like she let you know she felt dirty after that. Yeah, and how many times have we seen a black woman letting Letting a, 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 a white woman know, like, this is how you got to act to get your man, all right? Even mm. if he is a ghost. Mm. I'm just saying. Mm. Whoopi, let Demi know. Mm-hmm. Yo, she, you she miss your man. Him. Yeah. He here. Mm-hmm. That's right. All she right? guided him. Everyone. Yeah, both. Y'all got to go watch that movie Actually, again. let's go. Shout we out watch to Whoopi. Ghost. We're going to watch Ghost tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. All right, so we're going to transition. We're going to do some rapid-fire questions, Ooh, ready, all right? Jackie? Yeah, Real quick, rapid-fire so. okay, questions, okay. all right? And these are like yes, no kind of things? Like, okay, just like, okay. All yep, right, answer okay. quickly. Okay, quick, cool. Quick. All right. I'm doing my best. Okay, here we go. Uh, acrylic or oil? Acrylic. What's medium do you, would you work with? What medium? Uh, clay. Sketch or freestyle? Sketch. Ooh. Earth tones or vibrate colors, warm or cool colors? Ooh, okay. Earth tones? Oh, no. Ooh, that's hard. Mm. Um, mm, I love my jewel tones. Jewel tones. Got you. Ooh, two dimensional. And cool colors. Two dimensional or three dimensional? Three. Making art for you or for others? Oh, that's hard. Like, would you make art for you? Make, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Making art for myself. Ooh, George O'Keefe or Frida? Frida. Yes. Art museum or street art? Street art, hands down. Uh, music vibe, slow and soft or upbeat and fast? Oh, slow. All right, so we have one more, like this question here is like, uh, would you F, marry, or block? Oh, Lord. <laughs> so you got to go Bob, F. Bob Ross. Okay. Basquiat. Oh. Or... Kenny and Deli. Oh, Kenny and Deli. Who I referred Wally. to Kenny earlier. Wally. Okay, okay. That name was hard right. to pronounce. Go. All right, Bob Ross. Um, Bob Ross, Mary. Listen, Mary. He's got a legacy, okay? Basquiat. You will marry Bob Ross. Okay, let's go. Listen, he, <laughs> money. Listen, I'm not a gold digger, but okay. I'm just saying, okay? He Basquiat. Has a legacy. All right, uh, Basquiat. He liked the good um, things. That's, a, that's an F. All right, now. Oh, Wow. All right. Oh, and Kehinde? Mm-hmm. Um, you would have to block him? Mm-mm. Can I? Can I? Nope. Sorry. All right. Bob gets blocked. Kehinde gets gets married. All right. Okay. Now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about Kehinde. Oh, yeah. 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 No, we get married. Got you. Yeah. Um, Carol Walker or Lorna Simpson? Carol Walker. Um, that's a hard one to choose between. Let's just say, because both of those sisters have really, like, created literally space um and open like blown open black female art Ooh, um, they bbbs 
for real and then right. some more br- add brilliant to that too yes oh bbb black B. or black and white or color photography oh black and white that's dope all right i gotta end it with this one because you know okay. i just i gotta keep it sexy mm-hmm. chocolate syrup or whipped cream whipped cream all right girl that was quick mm-hmm. you didn't waste no time is that, is that a medium it can be okay okay <laughs> How are y'all? Yo, this Jackie. is fun. Yo, Jackie. Um, Thank you for coming, Jackie. You are dope. Oh, my God. You're a dope you. sister. You are dope. That's why you're my friend. Yo, you are a black boss babe. Mm-hmm. Brilliant mm-hmm. black boss babe. Yes, Thank girl. You. Thank and you. And you are inspiring, you know, everyone that's listening, how to be an, an awesome artist an awesome educator an awesome black woman inspired up in ithaca i hope you guys took something from this episode and yeah. i hope you apply it to your life and jackie and you sell jewelry too can you give a shout out I you got sure a website do. you got instagram okay, okay. put it out there instagram you can follow me y'all better follow me okay follow because her. i respond and like interact with my followers okay uzuri jewelry design uzuri is beautiful in swahili uz u-r-i isn't that word beautiful jewelry design oh also the the link to that will be in the show notes Mm. of this episode thank you yeah Um, so check check out jackie's work um check out her beautiful self hit her up to get some jewelry yes or if you just want to talk or if you just want uh, support local black of that ghost iconic scene no, no, no. <laughs> she said no no that was the one time mm-hmm. oh you got to sign her yes support local black businesses i'm i'm always for the the local Agreed. black yes. yes yes please yeah mm-hmm. and as always please go follow speak your mind underscore sis or go to speak your mind sis.com uh let us know send us comments um let us know how we sound how what you want to hear yeah. you know um send us some love all right uh until next time all right stay guys tuned Peace, we love out and hear grease thank you yes. and now for some bonus content Okay, yo, it's Gladira, and we're out here. B and I, and Sexy Engineer, we're out here going on a hike. So as we talked about in episode two, one of the ways to combat the winter blues or feeling down when the when the daylight gets shorter or, the, or it's just like brick cold outside is to get outside. So, and want and you know the way to enjoy it is to be prepared. So we got our wool socks, we got our base layers, we got hand warmers, feet warmers. Um, we got we got real gloves, not those dollar gloves. I mean, nothing against those dollar gloves. You know the Target cute ones. I like to buy all different colors of those. But I'm just saying, we got the other gloves, like the ski gloves. Um, we are here in Labrador Hollow State Park, about 20 minutes outside of Syracuse, downtown Syracuse. <laughs> and um, yeah, we're about to get it. We're about to hit this trail. Yo, it's, there's about a foot of snow out here, um, but the sun is shining. Yo, B, how you feeling? Are you, are you nervous? Like, this is your first time on a snowy trail. So what, what's going through your head right now? Um... I'm just excited to be out here. This is my first time, like you said, go, going on a hike with you guys. And I'm excited to see what, what, what it will bring. I'm, it's cold, but I'm, I'm ready and I'm geared up um, and ready to go. Yeah. So, you know, if we can do it, y'all can do it. Black, brown, sisters, brothers, aunties, uncles. Y'all can get out here, man. It ain't just for the white folks. All right, and you're gonna feel so good. I'm about 25 hikes in. I've done this before, and it has really changed my perspectives of winter and being outdoors in the winter. Um, before trying this, I really thought people were just crazy. Like, why would somebody want to be out in the cold in the snow? 
But there's actually, there's such beautiful uh, nature that is to be observed. And it is for everyone. It is accessible to everyone. It's just getting there. And, and really, you know, we'll put some links of some things to that you can prepare, you know, that will keep you warm, that will allow you to enjoy this type of weather. But again, it's for everyone to enjoy this, this beautiful nature. Hey y'all, so mid-hike report from your girl Gladira. Um, checking in here. We got a special guest with us. B and I have a special guest who's joining us on our hike. And one of the dopest BBBs, Black Boss Babes. I know, Jasmine, also known as DJ Bella J, um, host of the podcast Between the Decks, and also CEO and owner of On The One in Syracuse, Destiny Mall. Y'all got to check it out. How y'all feeling, Bianca? Jasmine, how y'all feeling right now? I'm feeling good. I, we out here in the middle of nowhere. There's snow everywhere and I'm warm. I can't believe that. I'm feeling good too. I, I think it's beautiful. This this view we're looking at is, is awesome. And it's just, it's just, it's awesome to see and be around these great people. Yo, so we are out here where no man has come before. I'm just playing. I'm just playing, y'all. <laughs> but definitely no um, sexy-ass black women like us. I doubt it, yo. Dopest BBBs out here on this trail. We feeling good. We um, we keeping, you know, our endurance up. We working the quads, you know, working the booties. We'll, we'll be back at y'all. Report later. All right, Whew. we made it back. <laughs> and the tigers and lions and bears, they didn't get us. They tried. <laughs> but we here um, sipping on some nice warm tea. We got our cliff bar, so very important when you go hiking is to bring a snack and bring water and, you know, in the winter, something nice and warm like tea. So how y'all feeling at the end of this hike? Well, I'm feeling good. I just want to thank you guys for inviting me because in my mind, I thought I was going to be lost in the Chippewa woods. But I'm here. We made it. And this was a dope experience. And the tea is good. Yes, the tea is also actually very, very good. Um, I, had a, I had a ball. I didn't expect to not be cold. Um, but I wasn't cold, if that made sense. Um, but I had, I, had, I had a good time and I would do this again. I also want to say this is the first time on a trail where I had to pave the trail. I feel very proud of myself. I paved the trail with the snow. This was awesome. Y'all are dope. I got to, uh, I almost fell to my death off a cliff doing the butterfly, but we'll talk about that later, y'all. All right. That's it for now. Hiking Adventures Bye, guys. Bye. This was awesome. Peace, Peace love. Speak Your Mind, Sis is recorded in Ithaca, New York, and is produced and edited by DJ Hameen. Theme music was composed by JD Beats. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, please remember to subscribe. Our contact information and social media links are in the show notes. Please reach out and connect with us. Peace.